0: Somebody shout hallelujah beloved, we well, are welcome to episode 10 of season of the season 2 of Biblical Phonesis. In this episode, we look into a personality trait that is generally viewed in a negative light in the leadership literature. Neurotism is the fifth and final personality trait, which is part of the acronym Ocean. Ocean that means Openness to experience, consciousness, extraversion, agreeableness, and neurotism. Beloved neurotism in psychology refers to a personality trait indicating the degree to which an individual experiences the world as number one depressing, number two threatening, and number three unsafe. The trait is characterized by instability, anxiety. And aggression especially in time of crisis in effect in this single episode on the trade we shall examine what is neurotism in relation to authentic leadership below several tests and authors contend that individuals high on neurotism tend to be nervous number one worried that's number two emotional that's number three Vulnerable, number four. Anxious, number five. Hostile number six. And depressed. So without a doubt, individuals with this worrying characteristics will battle to lead self, not to talk of leading others. For example, beloved, when a PIC, a minister in charge or a pastor in charge is always anxious, moody, and stressed. The church is in trouble. Or when the head of the department is always moody and stressed, that particular department and the members of that department are in trouble. Such leaders are pessimists, even though they read the Bible regularly and they preach about it. And they do not make good role models in relation to Jesus Christ. The reality is in contrast to the nature of authentic Christian leaders who are role models to their subordinates, in other words, role models to their followers. For instance, while authentic leaders tend to be calm, to make rational Holy Spirit-led decisions in time of crisis, time of crisis is always dynamic and fluid situation. Neurotic leaders will be anxious and nervous. They will send the fruit of the Spirit, as clearly outlined in Galatians 5, Galatians 5, 21-22 and 23, such as self-control, forbearance, and peace on holiday, because they are in a crisis mode. In fact, their followers will look for the fruit of the Spirit, and will not find them. That that is one of the all of Neurotic leaders. Most importantly, evidence showed that neurotism is closely linked to low self esteem and low self efficacy. In fact, there is abundant literature, there's a lot of literature that establish a negative relationship between neurotism and positive leadership styles, such as ethical leadership. So when one encounter this particular personality trait in a leader or an individual holding a leadership role, either in the church or in the secular, we must apply wisdom in how we deal with them. So our biblical quotes in this episode is instability or paranoia. And we take just one we, we, we take James 1:8 to to underline it. James 1.8 says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's the KJV version. So this verse indicates that having one's mind divided between God and earthly things, meaning the world, will make one to look unstable to everyone around them. Such a fellow or leader is an hypocrite who occasionally believes in God But fail to trust in when trial comes and thus receive nothing. Such leaders, when trial comes, they will tell you they believe in God, they'll say it on the pulpit, they do all that, but their deeds is contrary. Their deeds will show that they are anxious. James 4 8 made it clear that such a person has a heart needing purification because the person is unstable. Now let's look at a very, very good case study, because neurotism is about seeing the dark side of a particular leader. And our case study is someone that we know very well in, 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 in the Bible, King Saul. Saul was a king shackled by suspicion. He started well. His primary service to God was the liberation of Israel from the oppression of the Philistines. But his dark side subverted his leadership and the plans of God for him. Beloved, Saul had notable feelings. This is our number one feeling. He has notable feelings. Number one feeling of a neurotic leader. Number one is, although prohibited, Saul made priestly sacrifice himself. Because he feared people instead of God. He wasn't supposed to do that. And he went on to justify his actions and refused to admit wrongdoing. We can read 1 Samuel 13, 11-13. 1 Samuel 13, 11-13. Is this familiar to some of the things that we see from our leaders in churches today? You do wrong and you take the Bible to justify, you're wrong. You exaggerate or you lie. Or you slander your fellow ministers or your fellow pastors. So now, in the case of Saul, this is the first step down the road of self-destruction for him. From this failure onwards, Saul's leadership was marred by suspicion, distrust, coercion, and spying. Another failing, because we are looking at those two failings in this episode, of a neurotic leader. Failing number two that we can note from Saul is his refusal to destroy the Amalek and take responsibility for his refusal to do it. You see, the link between the first failing and the second one is not taking responsibility for his action. You are posted to a parish and the parish is disintegrating. But you are focused on the minister, you are not taking responsibility. It's between you and God. Or you are posted to a department. And every young person, old person in the department scuppered. You are not taking responsibility. It's between you and God. So Saul's situation was made worse. If we go back to Saul. With the emergence of David, who did what God planned for him. Saul became a king that was jealous and suspicious of an inexperienced teenager. Because at the time David came on the scene, David was still a shepherd boy, though he was good-looking. But God noted that he had a good heart. If you read, read this very well in the Bible. So, beloved, Saul ended as a leader filled with irrational fears and suspicion. He was neurotic. He engaged in art of deception and spying. And this is very, very common with leaders, either in public sector, private sector, or even in the church, that do not trust their team. You come into the parish, you begin to have secret meetings, even before services. Those those are unbecoming acts from leaders. Such neurotic activities led to his tragic failure, however. And this and one is for leaders that are doing such things. You don't deal with your followers or your team with deception and spying and saying wrong things behind them. Such is the fate or end of neurotic leaders. That shall not befall any one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. We can avoid it. Beloved, in the secular and in spiritual matters, neurotic leaders are always afraid of their own shadow. Like Suspicious King Saul, neurotic leaders are hypersensitive to the actions and reactions of those they lead. They're always afraid of potential rebellion, even when there's none. Because they're deeply insecure, they are pathologically jealous of others that are gifted or talented around them, including their spouses and close friends. For example, they run the organization, be it a church or a private enterprise, with unending meetings, forgetting that the owner of the organization or the church is God Himself. So, our BP for this episode, we have nine of them. So, let's go. Number one, biblical Phronesis, conclusion from the story of Saul for me, two failings. Number one, Neurotic individuals cannot be authentic leaders. It's impossible. You can't find neuroticism in Jesus Christ or the apostles. Why? They cannot serve their followers. And service is the first thing Jesus Christ asks us to do. Number two, BP. God is not pleased and do not associate with anxious and unstable leaders in faith. I repeat. God, according to what we have read and several other verses in the Bible, is not pleased and do not associate with anxious and unstable leaders in faith. Number 3. Neurotism is negatively related to authentic leadership and other positive leadership styles like ethical leadership. Beloved, our BP number 4 says, neurotic leaders are suspicious, holster fearful and jealous when in a crisis mode. If, for example, a neurotic leader perceives a deployment as a demotion, then everybody around him or around her are in trouble. Number five. Neurotic leaders are always afraid that someone will undermine them. They are not at peace. Number six. Neurotic leaders are hypersensitive to the actions of others, even when those actions are innocent and not harmful at all. In fact, those some of those actions will benefit them. Number seven. Neurotic leaders attach subjective meaning to every motive. To every motive. When something is white, they want to see why it is white. Perhaps it's actually green, but it's just appearing white. When the letter says, clearly, this person is to do S and Y, but a neurotic leader will give it another meaning. Number eight, they create rigid control mechanism in order to subjugate people around them number nine neurotic leaders have strong feelings of insecurity and they lack confidence they lack confidence beloved when we look at this nine point you will note why we decide to just have neurotism as one episode because we don't want to amplify something that is negative but we need prayer we need to pray for ourselves and we need to pray for any individual, any child of God, child of God, that have just one element or one feeling of a neurotic leader. So let us pray, beloved. Father, we give you all the glory and honor for taking us this far in this season of BP. We appreciate your grace that's exposed to us, the good and bad side of the five personality traits that we have addressed. since. We, be, we, we started off from episode one. Of these five, neurotism must not be found in us, either high or low neurotism. So, Almighty God, we do not want to find prana in ourselves, in how we view the world, in how others view us, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, do not allow neurotism all new leadership traits to sneak into our lives in the mighty name of jesus mighty god Even in crisis situation in fluid and dynamic situation reinforce our faith in you always in the mighty name of jesus and let our deeds show our faith in you always in the mighty name of jesus in jesus most precious name Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms, and also join us at the Redeemed History of God Restoration House, online or on site in Bloom 40, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube will come to you in the next episode of biblical furnaces may the lord keep you safe and blessed may he shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of jesus